Hello and welcome as you join us on this, our fourth week of celebrating the Advent here on Grasping Scripture. I'm glad that you've chosen to take part in this study, this brief devotional reflecting on the coming of the Christ through the Christmas season and what that means in our lives and for our world. Well, at this point, we've looked at several of the weeks of Advent, and many times we represent those with candles being lit in a church service or in a home. And if you're doing that, great. I may refer to each week as a candle as opposed to a week. That's just understand I'm interchangeably using candle or week. Well, we are on the last Sunday of the Advent season. And as we look at this week, we need to reflect back on where we have been. This week, we'll be looking at the week or the candle of the angels and what they represented in the story of the coming of the Christ. The candle of prophecy that first week reminded us of God's promises to us. We were looking expectantly towards the future. We were relying on God's promises as we focused that week on prophecy. Then we move to the Bethlehem candle, or the week of reflecting on Bethlehem. And it all reminded us that God comes to us, but he comes to us in specific places and at specific times in our lives. The shepherd's candle, or the week we reflected on shepherds, the week we have just finished, was a week to help us remember that even as busy people, If we're going to participate in what Christmas is really about, we're going to have to respond personally to the message of the Messiah who has come. You see, we can't just accept that God is out there and that these things happen without making them personal. If we do not have a personal relationship with Christ, not just know about him, but know him, then the realities that we understand in knowing about him have no effect in our lives and don't affect our eternity either. Our acceptance of Christ as our own Lord and Savior is a very personal thing. It's not an academic pursuit. It's not acknowledging a set of precepts, but it is a relationship. I've heard Christianity described before as not a religion, when it's practiced the way it ought to be, when it is what it should be. It's not a religion, but it is a relationship with Christ lived out in our lives. And I think there's pretty good credence for that in Scripture as we look at it. Well, that reflects back on where we have been. It looks at where we are going, and that is this week we are celebrating what the angels pointed us towards as we reflect on the angels and their role in that announcement of the birth of the Savior. So let's turn to Scripture. In Luke chapter 2. So in the second chapter of Luke, starting in verse 8, going through verse 14, we find these words. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. 
Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Reflecting on the message of the angels this week should remind us that the message of Christmas is truly the message of good news. As the angels told the shepherds, fear not, don't be afraid. Why? If we're confronted with the glory of God, it says the glory of God shone, the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. As we look through scripture, we see time and time again, yeah, confronting the glory of God is terrifying for us because he is holy and we are not. We can't help but echo Isaiah and saying, woe is me, I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. I mean, it's just, you know, essentially saying I'm, I'm toast. I can't be in the presence of God. So encountering the glory of God, that's terrifying. But the message from the angels was don't be afraid. And then they give reason to not be afraid. In verse 11, they said today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. A Savior. The promise that we were looking at in that first week as we looked at prophecy is fulfilled. The Savior has come. We have good news, and that is good news which changes everything. We were once enemies of God, as the Apostle Paul describes it but we're not anymore. We are now seen as dearly loved children. What a turnaround. What an awesome message of good news. And isn't that what our world needs today? Isn't that what we need to hear today, be reminded of, tell everyone around us about, is that there is good news? I cannot think of a moment of a year in my lifetime when our world has not needed good news more desperately than they do today. And we have the greatest news. We, as followers of Christ, have the opportunity to join with the angels in proclaiming the good news of peace between man and God. We made ourselves enemies of God in our sin. But the message of the Christ is that he came to end that. He came to bring forgiveness, to purchase forgiveness by paying the price for our sin so that we could stand not righteous because of our efforts, 
but we could stand justified before God because we are forgiven. Our salvation is in Christ, the Messiah, the Lord, the Savior, born to us that day in the town of David. Share the good news. Celebrate the good news this Christmas season. As you go through this week, on your own, as family, as friends, whatever context you're in, remember why Christmas is important. It is the coming of the Christ child. But what does that mean? It means good news. It means glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Lord, as we turn to you in this fourth week of Advent, we lift our hearts to you in worship and in praise. We have seen you be faithful throughout the ages, your promises from so long ago being fulfilled, you doing all the work to reconcile us in our sinfulness back to you so that we might have peace with one another. We might have peace with you. Lord, we thank you for these awesome blessings. And Lord, we pray that you would help each one of us in our lives to hear that good news today. That we would not be overwhelmed with all the bad news, but that we would focus on the truth of your gospel, the good news. That it would strengthen us, that it would motivate us, that it would help us to stand and to glorify you. But, Father, also that we would be willing to share that message of good news to those around us that so desperately need to hear it. Lord, we thank you that you give us the opportunity to celebrate, to rejoice in the good news, and in our relationship with you through Christ. Help us to share that. Throughout this season, when our world becomes very much aware that it is the season of Christmas, help us to share the good news with those that know the holiday but don't understand what it's about. Help us to use those open doors to proclaim your gospel, your good news. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen.